All right. Welcome back to Married with... Uh... <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right. I'm not even messing with it now. Welcome back to Throttled Up, the podcast. It is, uh, it's been a, a long start to the night already. Mm-hmm. I got headphone issues. I've had recording issues. I've, uh, you know, I've listened to jokes about principles. Um, I've had to explain to Matt why open wheel racing is so much better than late model racing. Um, which I'm not sure he understood, but he's at oh, the you, age. You talked, I just didn't listen. That was well. You're at the age where dementia and some of those kind of things can set in, and um, it's understandable. We we don't hold it against you at all. So, uh, Matt, how are you tonight, though, brother? I'm doing great, doing real good. Yeah, and uh, you know, uh, exciting night. We don't have any drivers, any owners in studio. It's just some some fans and some people hanging out. I'm going to talk a little bit of racing and. Uh, uh exciting stuff but before we get into that let's go through our sponsors in the fastlaneproductions.com is the premier place in southern indiana to see all of the racing action from brownstown speedway on saturday nights go and get your premier account now especially headed into the off season it's a great opportunity to review all the racing action from 2018 as well as past seasons Schaefer Photo and Custom Tea is the place for any race fan to get racing memorabilia. Mark and Jamie Schaefer will work to make whatever custom photo product you would like. From prints, keychains, magnets, buttons, and much more, stop by the Schaefer Photo and Custom Tea booth and let Bronze Bobby know what they can do for you. Don't let your Saturday night go without the excitement and live action at Southern Indiana's premier dirt track, Brownstown Speedway. Racing every Saturday night, starting with the Indiana Icebreaker, March 16th. Miller's Termite and Pest Control is the only place you need to look for pest control. Don't get roped into contracts or high prices with the big companies. Reach out to someone who cares about you. They can handle any problem from termites, bed bugs, ants, spiders, etc. They also do lawn care. Where else can you keep the bugs out of your house and your yard looking sharp? Reach out to them today on Facebook at Miller's Termite and Pest Control. Email at pest underscore in underscore peace at yahoo.com or by phone at 812-767-5657. P3 Graphics is one of Indiana's premier suppliers for motorsports wraps and apparel. P3 Graphics offers great pricing along with some of the best customer service in the industry. Give them a try on your next project and you won't be sorry. You can contact them via email, phone, or on Facebook on the P3 Graphics page. To find out more, go to www.p3graphix.com. Again, that's www.p3graphics.com. Gilpin Electric and Generator Services is a customer-first company that takes care of all your electric and generator needs. They're your go-to dealer, installer, and generator service company. Don't be stuck without power during severe weather this year. Contact Gilpin Electric and Generator Services on Facebook or call them at 812-953-1261. Tommy Taylor, Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance. Tommy is an agent at Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance. He can provide you with auto, home, life, commercial, farm, and does it with a personal touch that you just can't get with other insurance companies. For any insurance needs you may have, Tommy has the capability to provide you with the right amount of coverage. Not only is he a multi-line agent that can keep all of your insurance in one place, he is also a dedicated individual who is customer service focused and always puts the customer's best interest first. His mission is to provide each and every customer with a simple process that is easy to understand and to ensure you and your family are properly covered if and when the unexpected occurs. 
Tommy is not just a sponsor of the podcast. He is my family's insurance agent and should be yours too. Give him a call, shoot him an email, or message him on Facebook, and he will be happy to take care of any of your insurance needs. Contact information for Tommy. You can contact him at 812-372-4483 at extension 2447. And remember to tell him that APR Podcast sent you. Hey, give Brad at Brad Irwin Customs a call for bodies, interiors, fab work, setup, and consulting. With Brad Irwin Customs, you can stick them deeper. Calling today at 812-216-3900. And I do want to say before we get started, um, you know, I, I do appreciate that list of sponsors we've had. It's it's grown, um, and I appreciate everybody that supports us and everything they do for us to do what we do every week. I'm glad when racing season starts and we get old Billy Badfast back with us again. Yeah, also. you know, I do need to reach out to him. And, and first of all, I think we're going to have to make a, a road trip, and I think that has to be a throttled-up shops. Um, yeah. I think, I've never seen Taylorsville, Kentucky, so you know I'd like to. I haven't either. Um, it can't be as beautiful as Crothersville, Indiana, but um, I'm sure it's it's got its own perks. Um, and I think we I think we got to call up Oh Boy and take Oh Boy down as part of the uh Oh yeah, the interview. That's a, that's a definite. So they can kind of do some face to face. That could be there. throttled up shop slash you know celebrity boxing. Yeah, yeah. I think it's perfect. We do have some guests in studio tonight. Um, some fans, uh, uh, some that lean on the right side of the table, and some that lean on the cur- or the opposite <laughs> side of the table, the wrong side of the table. Uh, so let's. Uh, this is the right side of the table. Yeah, just just yeah. saying. <laughs> and sometimes. Right is wrong. <laughs> so let's just uh, let's go around the table and kind of introduce everybody. So go ahead. My name's John Rourke. I'm Matt's brother-in-law. I'm married and to his sister. So. We apologize about the whole brother-in-law piece. Nah, he likes me for some reason. Don't know why. Yeah. Why? Well, I, I meant the whole you having to like him part. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I'm Mason Rourke, and I'm Matt's nephew. Yeah, it's all right. He, he's a, he would be a good uncle. I think he'd be a good uncle. I will give him that credit because he's kind of like my uncle. Uh, he's starting early tonight, man. Oh, man. And I'm Brandon Allman. I'm just really good friends with Dustin and been around dirt track racing my whole life. Absolutely. And the son of the uh, the storytelling race car driver, Walt Disney himself, Tom Allman. Um and you know this was going to be a great night because Brandon will get to talk a little bit. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, may, I may get a word or two in. So guys, here's here's kind of the crazy thing, and we we kind of came up with this idea because Matt and I have some obligations tomorrow night that we have to be at, and we were trying to figure out how to put a show together and had some driver you know conflicts, some things we couldn't work out, and we just said, hey, let's just let's throw it out to guys that love racing, get to talk about it. But here we are, we've got negative thirty eight degree wind chill temperatures coming in tomorrow, and we're like less than almost a month away a little over a month from practice starting so what's uh you know where's everybody at with the itch to get to get the race slinging or the dirt slinging and the race started i went last sunday to the racetrack for the uh indiana pro late model drivers meeting and uh pulling through the gate really shifted the gears for me you know when it, you know i've been waiting since we quit you know we had the banquet and that gave me the itch to see everybody but when i went through that gate last sunday I was ready to go racing. Yeah, and and even you even I know you sent out a picture of Victory Lane, and you know it, it was it was kind of cool when I saw your picture just to kind of get excited about Victory Lane again. And I know that 
Um, I've talked to White Shoes. Um, that actually gave him a lot of anxiety thinking about the dirt and his shoes and that coming back up. But uh, we're hopeful that he's going to be able to get over some of that this year. I'm going to buy him some little little shoe covers that he can use when he's got to go down and film. I was thinking maybe Throttled Up could sponsor him some muck boots since he's that that worried about it, you know. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if he can even pull muck boots off. <laughs> I don't know if they make them in white. Uh, we, we can spray paint them. <laughs> so, and, and I want to come back to you guys about excited about racing, but I want to take this opportunity because you just did say that you're at the Indiana Pro Late Model Series uh, meeting, and I, I just want to bring this up because I wasn't there. I was here doing podcasts with my wife, and uh, there's been a lot of you know controversy that i've seen on facebook and we usually don't get in the middle of controversy on throttled up but right. there has been a lot of controversy and and it's i'm gonna be the first to admit i'm not smart enough to know a lot about it but it's about the you know the willies ict super bowl carburetor and what tracks are going to let it run and what aren't and i know that i've seen a lot of kind of you know people kind of taking shots at the speedway and the decision making and you were there because so can you kind of explain to me how that that interview or that decision got made um about two weeks ago, I guess that, that ICT carburetor got brought to the attention of Jim Price, and uh, the first thing he thought is, "Let's have a meeting, you know, with drivers and, and car owners, and and discuss it, and then uh, go from there." So they all met, you know. As soon as he heard about, he had no idea about it. I think it, up at the PRI show, which we went to, that kind of brought it to people's attention, and people, mm-hmm. some people acted on it. So when Jim heard about it, you know, he had, like I said, a meeting with the drivers and, and the car owners. And uh, all but you know two two or three people was didn't want it in the in the series, and uh, it kind of got misconstrued that the, the racetrack made this decision that all that was banned. But it was uh, Jim put it all up on the drivers, and the drivers voted. Everybody they, they, that was there got the chance. Every, to, every driver to vote. that that showed up, they voted, and uh, to make sure that you know was, there was a vote taken, and it was voted to ban it. And then he wanted to make sure because there was some more discussion after the vote, and he voted again, and both votes were, uh, you know, way really leaned more a whole lot more to the banning of of the ICT carburetors. So, you know, it, I you know, I seen some statements there on Facebook that either the Speedway did it and the staff did it, but the drivers that race in the Indiana Pro Late Model Series made that decision. They did not want that in their series. And I appreciate that. Like I said, I, I we don't usually talk about the stuff that's all over Facebook, but I wanted to bring that up just because I knew you were at the meeting, and um, I wanted to kind of get the true story. So didn't, and, didn't Twin Cities also ban it too? I don't I don't know. I thought I saw yeah. something on Facebook. Yeah, I haven't I haven't seen. I know a lot of regional tracks have been looking at it and banning it and those kind of things. So, but to, you know. I, I just didn't want Brownstown Speedway to get the blunt on this when they didn't make that decision. Right. You know, they were just, they were there and, and the drivers at race made that decision. And, uh, you know, they, they discussed a lot of other things too. You know, there, there's other things with the cars that the drivers made decisions on that day. The, the racetrack, uh, Jim Price and none of the staff made any decisions. All the drivers made those decisions in the meeting. So now I'll throw it back out to you guys. What What has got you, you know, your blood pumping a little bit about it? Believe it or not, the picture he posted last week got my blood pumping victory lane and and getting yep. a chance to see it and yep all right brandon mine mine is winter nationals coming up i mean i know that gilpin's going down there for the first time and uh ryan thomas i mean we go to church with d and ryan and you know that they're going down there i think this is one of his first times going down there as well so just knowing that that's coming up and you know watching <clears throat> mav tv and 
seeing some of the winter nationals from last year just i mean and my son just every every night when we sit down it's either basketball or racing dad can we watch racing so i mean that just gets me ready to take him back to the track this year and gets my blood pumping the, the chili bowl had to excite you a little bit oh yeah the chili bowl definitely did uh you know those guys christopher bell oh, kyle yeah, larson i mean gosh. those guys are so amazing to watch yeah. um and you know watching him do donuts at the end and, and catch and a wall flip and flip it, it over and get out and just i mean that didn't even phase him no it's, that i i think that may be one of the coolest celebration videos i've seen or, or you know just because you're exactly right i mean the track officials and kudos to them rush him and all he wants not to get out because he's worried about being injured to get out to be able to celebrate even more and yeah. and, and you know and as as amazing as it is to watch Bell in in the NASCAR series and and Larson on the um, the Cup series, you know, and get to see him what he can do in that car, watching those guys in those midgets and and watch them run open wheel, that's a whole other thing of beauty. And just the excitement on his face when he wins three in a row, and you know he's like a a kid in a candy store. Um, I don't care. He could probably win the Daytona five hundred and. The emotion he showed winning his third in a row at the Chili Bowl Winter Nationals, I mean, was just awesome. And I, that's one of my favorite things about all of those guys um, that make it to the next level, the ones that, that still have that passion for dirt. Because you're exactly right. To some of them, that is as big of a win as the Daytona 500. And I know for a lot of NASCAR fans, that's probably hard to hear. And I'm not saying they're not excited to win the 500, but getting the chance to get back on dirt is is definitely something that, that excites him and i'll be honest i'm kind of excited to see casey kane going back full-time to dirt and getting oh, to see what I, he can do i am oh, too um i i think i i'm excited to see just how much fun he has get rid of all the politics and drama in nascar and just be able to go run i think he's gonna have a heck of a time well i think it shows you how important dirt racing is that christopher bell you know kyle larson and them guys are are taking time out because you know i'm sure there's things they could do at the race shops for for the daytona coming up but you know they travel down to Oklahoma so they can race in the Chili Bowl. Well, I'm going to point out now, I'm wearing my Chase Briscoe, you know, Chili Bowl sweatshirt right now. And you talk about him talking about how much dirt is important. There's a guy that probably should be in North Carolina on the simulator, you know, continuing to work some of these tracks and figure out, you know, the Xfinity series. And mm-hmm. I mean, he's jumping as fast as he can to get down there and, and get in the car. And he misses it by one spot getting into the, the Chili Bowl and, um, you know, a tough, tough break for him. But yeah, I mean, it shows that to these guys, dirt is ultimately, you know, their most important thing. Oh yeah. That's their first love. Kyle Larson's even said after he retires, he's going full-time dirt. And that's, I think that for those guys, that's got to be the most fun thing is just to be able to, again, no, no drama, no politics. I mean, I know for us every Saturday night at the track, we probably feel like it is, but compared to what they deal with in NASCAR, it has to be a, you know, a breath of fresh air. Oh, I think those guys we watch it, you know, at Brownstown on a Saturday night, it, you know, they, they get aggravated and there's drama, but you know, there there's families at that racetrack that's raced for, you know, years and years and years, and they can't wait to get back. So let's talk a little bit here about, you know, the Indiana icebreaker coming, because I mean, the two first weekends at Brownstown Speedway are mammoth. I mean, I, I don't want to try and overplay them, but You've got the Indiana Icebreaker, March 16th, and then you come back with the All-In 25 and the No Way Out 40. And I'm, I'm going to save the, the talk about that because I'm even more excited about that now. But but let's talk about the Icebreaker. And, you know, we three years, we haven't ran it in three years, right. correct? That's correct. But we are positive that Mother Nature is getting all this out right now. 
negative 38s and all this stuff and we're knocking on wood and and saying the the prayers that we're going to be ready to roll but i mean yeah you know march 16th lucas oil at brownstown right off the bat you know so you're gonna get the who's who in in dirt late model race and at brownstown speedway along with our local guys and then uh, putting on a show to start the season out and just to clarify, have we have we talked to the Jackson County Sheriff to see if Bloomquist will be allowed to warm his tires up on two fifty? <laughs> I'm gonna say probably not. <laughs> you know, you know that old boy. He is definitely a market man because he knows how to do things that make people talk about Scott Bloomquist. Well, you know, that's you know he has figured that out. Well, I know you've said it a, a thousand times when we've talked that. You know, Bloomquist is the guy who wrote the rule book because almost every rule in the rule book is something Bloomquist did. And again, right there, everybody's losing their mind about him doing it. But the guys are saying there's no rule. He talked the police into letting him get out on the four lane highway and run it up and down to get get heat in his tires. That's just being a sportsman. That's being a gamesman and, and figuring it out. That's being innovative. Absolutely. You turn around and say there's a highway right here next to the racetrack. You know, why can't I use it? So I. I thought that was – because honestly, when I first saw it, it was from Dirt on Dirt when they shot it and said, Bloomquist is going to make hot laps on time. I thought Dirt on Dirt had set that up. I thought it was like, okay, we're going to shoot a promo. Let's get Bloomquist going by. Yeah. And then when I read the story and they said, no, he just talked the police into not saying anything to him and letting him go out there. Again, that's just – that's smart. Head with the curve. But he always makes sure you're talking about him. Some way or another, he's always – if you're talking dirt racing – you know he's he's a conversation piece and you know you stay on top of the game that way and he's the definition of no attention is bad attention is, is negative attention i mean he he you know or no publicity is bad publicity because he uh he can turn even bad things into more more t-shirt sales and and i know you and i talked to me at eldora i've never seen a guy who can have someone wearing his t-shirt and boo him and someone who's wearing his rival's t-shirt chair for like i've never seen a guy that in the in the span of a race can make and lose fans the way bloomquist can you know you you can you can love him or hate him but when the time comes that he does hang his helmet up who's going to be that guy when he he leaves i mean you know we had earnhardt and nascar and who's who is that guy there is i don't see another guy you know, down the pipe that is going to fill his shoes of, you know, that takes pride in being the bad guy when he rolls out on the racetrack and every other competitor at the racetrack is worried about him when he pulls in. No, I don't, I don't think that guy's out there. And I think a tough thing is, is I think the newer generation of driver is so much more aware of trying to not be the bad guy for sponsorships to be the face and again any of these guys that have interest in going to the next level um which you know in dirt late model that's the crazy thing that i between open wheel and the late model deal most late model drivers stay in and they can make a heck of a living staying in and it, it amazes me how quickly sprint guys get out and try and try and make the leap to to nascar and things like that but you know I don't know that any of them are willing to be that bad guy and have that bad reputation. You know, he made an attempt at ARCA. Scott, I don't know if you remember that or not, but Bloomquist tried ARCA for just a little bit there. And, you know, his comment was, why be the little fish in a big pond when I can be the big fish in a little pond? Absolutely. 
And so then going into the next week, so you're going to have that, which is which is always fun because, and we've talked about it on here before, when you said our local drivers. Not only you got the Lucas Oil National guys, you got our local drivers. And our local drivers, as we talked about, Gilpin's down there at Winter Nationals right now. and, and um, every I, I'm not going to knock Alan Magner. Alan Magner <clears throat> raced in every premier super late model event at Brownstown Speedway last year. Absolutely. And so, you know, when I talk about our local talent, you got to throw Alan Magner, you know, into that into that bucket of, of great, great talent that is local. 100%. And the other side of that is the advantage those guys have is the talent level at Brownstown is so high and they know the track so well that they can get they, – they have an advantage coming in and running against some of those yeah. Lucas Oil guys when they're there. And, and that's what always makes it fun when you get that opportunity to see those guys go. So – um, you know, keep knocking on on wood, and uh, hopefully Mother Nature holds off, and uh, we get the uh, the icebreaker in this year because it, I think it's going to be one heck of a show if it gets in. Then the next weekend, though, like you said, two nights of racing. Friday night is going to be the All In Twenty Five for the uh, what are those things called, Brandon? Without fenders, what kind of car is that? <laughs> oh, non wing non wing sprint car. Yeah, that's. Uh, those are going to be there and then the next night is another non-wing sprint with with the no way out 40 um that put on by uh, we miller express by the way yes absolutely i saw that he jumped on as the uh which he did last year as well yes um, got it to and i do we know what the but the purse is for that is it i believe it's on the website but i i'm not going to quote it because 7500 that's what i thought okay. it was but i don't i don't want to say yeah i don't want to say because last year it was a little different so i don't want to i don't want to I don't want to cost myself. Last money. year was a uh, whopping ten thousand yeah. dollars, which was is unreal for you know almost any race, especially you know the non wingers later. So, but yep. I think seventy five hundred to win. Yeah. So I, I wanted to make sure before I said it because last year it was ten grand. I didn't yeah. want it to. I didn't want to say that and be wrong. But I I kind of led into it, and then I've I've had no shortage of being honest about who I root for in the in, in the the sprint world and the Briscoe family and. Like, I, I know I talked to you. As soon as you got back into the, the school today, I said, guess who Briscoe just signed? And it is the people's champ. Dave Darland is going to run for Chase Briscoe Racing. And my first comment to you was, the no way out just got so much more exciting to me. But then you also got Brady Short. A hundred percent. And I'm still hopeful. I haven't seen all the car designs. I'm hopeful we're going to keep the white and red. I don't... I don't know. I think, you know, when he showed up, uh, what, two years ago, he had that, the dark blue when uh, T Maz drove for him. He had He's the, got the black the and, black the and dark neon blue, green. So, yeah, yeah. But I'm hoping short stays in the white and red, the the, the classic. But, but, uh, and it looks like from the, the press release from Chase Briscoe Racing, which is probably why the white and red won't be there, it looks like Darland is going to race uh, possibly the number five. Um, so I don't know what Chase will be in when he's in. Um, if he's going to run his 98 number um, when he's racing the dirt or not. But um, exciting news. And, and I will say, and you and I have talked, you can't count Brady Short out no, at the he, No Way Out. He has more laps around Brownstown Speedway than any other guy's going to be in a sprint car that night at, at Brownstown because, you know, he ran a modified there for years and years. And, uh, you know, Brady has his own special uh, line that he races at Brownstown that the other sprint car guys don't uh, – don't run there and and to be honest you know i we talk about brownstown not being a great sprint car track but it's be i think a lot of it is guys don't have the time there there's not as many races there and when you talk about brady because you're exactly right brady runs a totally different line than any sprint car driver will um and when he's dialed in he is really really tough to to chase around 
Brownstown Speedway. I agree. I mean, that's it's not. He's very unique there. One hundred percent. I'm not going to throw Barrow out either, though. He he does quite well at Brownstown, also. So well, and and you and I have talked. Let's go back through the uh, the past winners. I mean, it's a who's who of sprint oh, car yeah. racing. I mean, yeah. I, for for all that we say and and pick on um, Brownstown Speedway not being a sprint car track, that no way out since it's come to Brownstown has been a huge success. And again, go down the list of names, and that's the who's who of of sprint car racers. Oh yes. Christopher Bell, you know he's got he's got to win there in in the No Way Out. You know Jesse Hockett, you know Brian Clawson, yeah. So, and somebody going to add to it again this year. Um, Chaz Baseflug. Mm-hmm. So it very very exciting stuff. So I'm going to throw it out to our our, our guests, our fans. Um, what else? What else do you guys have are excited for this year? Who are you excited to see this year? I'm like to see how. What Bloomington's doing with this, the seven races and how they're improving everything this year—it's going to be very interesting over there. Absolutely, and I'm just—you uh, know—we've talked on here before. That's where I grew up watching races at Bloomington, and I'm just really glad to hear that it's not a—you know—housing uh, housing edition or housing edition. Yeah. Or uh, I am really, really proud and excited to see that USAC kind of stepped in and helped out, and you know they're going to at least run you know the seven races this year and hopefully do some updates and, uh, and supposedly look to advance in 2020 i'm i'm just excited to see it i mean i like i just like going watching racing i mean i don't really have a a certain driver i just like watching all right brandon i'm excited for all the shake-up and late model oh, especially yeah. the luke's old luke's old series oh my gosh i mean it's like crazy to i mean i'm I'm really excited to see bobby pierce back with his old man <laughs> and um driving that 32 for his old man that just to me that's just family racing at its best right there you're definitely gonna have to have a program because they've switched so many rides oh my god uh, oh yeah it, you know don o'neill in a black car I was, that's why i was yeah, saying not just switching rides but switching schemes and yeah, colors yeah, and yeah. sponsors you yeah know, you, Kid Rocket, Kid, in, that's who I was yeah. going next. Kid Rocket, I mean, he's he going to be in a fourteen and with O'Neill's old colors yeah. on it, you know. So that's uh, that's a great strategy to sell a bunch more T-shirts too. Oh yeah, yes, yes, <laughs> yes for is. sure. Because now I got to have a black Don O'Neill T-shirt because my blue one doesn't look as good. So. I, did, I actually just told Dustin before we went on the air that uh, Dennis Herb Jr. is going to run World of Outlaws. He's he's left the Lucas Oil Series, so he you know he's went to the World of Outlaws and Series. Lanigan, Daryl Lanigan's going back, driving for himself, and he's yes. going back to the World of Outlaws. He wants yep. to break Kid Rocket's win record and get another championship. I mean, there's just a ton of changes. And I also think, I mean, even the, the exciting thing for me on the local level is those changes that we see from guys moving class to class, what's who's going to be where, you know, and, and who's going to make new new um, jumps in different areas um, as we come back with those local guys as well. That's that's what always excites me. I guess the one sad part for me is uh, Jason Heyman. Did you is, see the picture yesterday? Yes, of his him hanging on the back bumper of the car and that one yes that yeah. that tore me up the so, only thing i'll give it a hope is that carla did leave the door open to see let's just see how long this retirement lasts which was exciting um but, I, guess, I guess i'm gonna throw out there if uh anybody has a race car that uh, maybe doesn't want to race it but would love to get a talented shoe in the seat 
you know, give uh, give old old school a call, and and uh, I'm sure you know Jason's a great race car driver. If I was an owner at home that just wanted to go to the track and and enjoy the weekend and and put a shoe in my car, that would be the first call I would make because there ain't no doubt that you know number one you're getting a ton of knowledge and experience mm-hmm. when he jumps in and um and on top of that you're going to get a guy that you know is going to work um on the car and put the time and effort in and um and a heck of a race car driver too i was actually out there with him saturday about an hour i was at his house taking a check actually for babysitting duties that car does for my kids <laughs> and it was about an hour before the guy came and you know he, you, you i would expect him to be kind of down in dumps but he's actually sort of excited and i i think he's kind of excited that hopefully maybe some of these new he may have some new experiences maybe driving for somebody and not to the ownership part of it i think he he's hoping he may get a ride with somebody else well if, if he does i mean he he obviously <clears throat> takes care of equipment very well um he ain't afraid to put it to the front so if anybody puts him in a car they're they're going to get a talented talented driver well and i know when i spoke to him too you know he this year was wild for him and i mean i know that he said I, he wanted to chase everything he could and and when you read his statistics from this year i mean Kokomo track champion, Bloomington track champion, Brownstown track track champion, national champion. I mean, East region champion, East region champion. I mean, the dude, not only was he consistent and fast, but just what I don't think people understand is the ability to race Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you know, consistently throughout the season is a tall order to turn around and get that done. And I'm fortunate enough to get to spend a lot of time with him just because my kids are there and you know, I see how much time that those guys put into the into that car and him and his crew. I mean, they are there every single night. Um, and that's why I know he talked about just missing family time and, you know, just being a full-time racer. It was almost be like being a full-time racer for him. And it, it kind of consumed him. Yeah, and I, and I know the one thing that I thought was cool, and it shows the, the kind of father he is when I spoke to him, and he said, he said the first time it really hit him was when he looked at the kids and said, hey, let's go to the racetrack. And they're like, oh, okay. And he's like, no, we're going to the racetrack. And they're like, yeah, okay. You know, and he said that really hit me that, okay, maybe I've burnt this out a little bit. Maybe I've done a little bit too much. And, and yeah, and, and, and Heyman, I, I'm going to throw it out too. If, if you, if you don't have a shoe, um, and a car ride off, um, we would love to have you as a throttled up pit reporter, um, to come around and, oh, yeah. and, and do interviews. And, uh, we'll bring you on as a, as a, uh, as a, uh, very, uh, I'll, I'll tell you what, I will double Matt's salary to bring you on um as a as a throttled up reporter and i'm sorry matt just remember Heyman, my salary is zero <laughs> and zero times two is zero, zero. um <laughs> so hey i make the offers that i can make <laughs> so it's worth every penny too i'll tell you <laughs> spending time with me how can it not well it's worth the price of mission right there yeah <laughs> But we are talking about, you know, the uh, the Winter Nationals and, and, you know, some of those guys being down there. And, and again, I want to I go back to this, too, because when we talk about the talent that is right here, and, and, again, I think the casual race fan does not realize the amount of talent that is right in this region of the – uh, It's always been here, though. I agree. It's always been. We are a mecca of great, great dirt racers right here. And and when you start talking about some of the guys that are down there and and you know Ryan Thomas, heck of a driver, 
you know, Gilpin is going to see um, – I, I really think he's going to see a jump this year with what him and Beeman are doing and, and some of the things, and, and I'm excited to see what he can do while he's down there. Um, but some exciting guys down there and exciting racing coming up. You know, it wasn't Lucas Oil back then, but, you know, when I went down in the you know early to mid 80s <laughs> this to is Vol- a great story to volusia county you know we go in and and the late model feature rolls out in the front row is ray godsey and rest petro and it's like you know we drove a thousand miles from home to just, watch the same two the same guys, guys. oh yeah. yeah so that tells you you know what kind of guys we've had and it's always been that way i mean i remember i think it, oh this is going back but i think it was 2001 going back to eldora and of course, I'm a huge Billy Moyer fan. I went in 2000, watch him win. I think that was number four or five then. But, I mean, I watched Jim Curry lead the first 26 laps or something yes. like 25, 26 laps of the World 100 that year and driving a Hoosier parts racing engine and just happened to start overheating. I mean, it's just, so, like you said, it's, it's always been that way. Paul Crockett's another one oh, I mean, yes. I, that I grew up close to. And, you know, his his grandson and I played basketball together, but my dad was always around him. And I always got to listen to stories about those guys and Ray Gotze and just the list can go on and on. And you look at who's the who's who of who's won at Brownstown. And it's, I mean, some big names, but there was a time when you went to Eldora, the Brownstown drivers saturated the pit area. You know, when you had Mike Jewell over there, you know, and, and you know, like you said, Jeff Wilson was over there all the time. I mean, Doug Alt made Doug Alt, one yeah. or two. I mean, yeah. there's just a lot of a lot of our local talent from just like you said. This, I mean, it's Barnett, a mecca. Barnett, awesome. you know, made a lot of shows over there. So it's you know, it's. I think we're kind of spoiled. I mean, honestly, with the type of drivers we have locally compared to a lot of areas, you know, in the nation. I agree, and we get spoiled just with Brownstown Speedway. I mean, I've been to some hole in the wall dirt tracks. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I still love going to those. But we get spoiled with how good we have at Brownstown. And you hear all these people complain. Um, and I still – I mean, I, I will put Brownstown Speedway up against any track that I've been to. I yeah. mean, it's just – And in all classes. That's the other thing I want to point out. There are yes. some tracks oh. that have great super races that when they bring them in are great crate series. But you go down the list at Brownstown and, you know, we talked about Heyman and the super stocks and some of the guys that are running that. Jeremy Owens and some of the guys in the Modifieds that are running there every weekend. And, you know, even the pure stock drivers. We talked a lot last year. That's one of the funnest classes to watch over there and what those guys can do and what Bill Grant did in the in the Hornets this oh, year. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, and what he was able to do. I mean, there is good racing there in all those classes across the board. Well, especially going to the Modifieds. I mean, especially a few years back. I mean, that class was absolutely loaded at Brownstown Speedway yeah. where – guys had to start trying to go other places so they could get some points for the national points and i mean it's just like i said it it is through all classes i do want to say you brought up jim curry and i do want to bring this up as we talked about the bloomquist heating up his tires now this story came from rick gum and this was at the banquet and from what i understand rip gum is about like reading anything on facebook um as far as accuracy but Gum told me that Curry used to get out on 250 and would heat up his tires and come back in when, when he was racing. So he says that Curry used to light up his tires and heat them up with the pavement too. So that's that's coming from Rick. But he told me when I brought up the Bloomquist thing, he said Jim Curry had that long before uh, Bloomquist. So I, I would believe that though. But I, 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 like I said, it's hidden magic. So I, I'm not I'm not sure. Um, but no, because we were talking at the bank. You know, you know, he'll be out of the, the pure stock this year, right? I do know he'll be out of the pure stock this year. Also, Derek Clegg is making the move. 
Is that official? Have we heard that? He said the car is gone, and I believe he's going to a super stock also. And I'm, I might be wrong, but uh, the brief I got, Tom, I got to talk to him at the race car banquet. Um, it sounded like he was going super stock. Are you getting a hold of him right now? I am. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find out if... If he's not in the car and on the road, I'm gonna see if I can or in the truck. But I'm, I know I know his pure stock from last year has is sold and gone. Well, I knew he had sold it, so I thought. Yeah. But um, and I don't want to I don't want to throw this name out there. Is do we know is the super stock the one we thought he was going to purchase? I don't know that. I think okay. I'm pretty confident it okay. is. Okay, I'm trying here. This is a hot take right here. <laughs> well, yeah, we're trying to make breaking news. Yeah, he's probably delivering fuel at the airport right now, and I want to text him. Um, I saw his picture last night at the Indianapolis airport delivering fuel, and I thought, God, that looks cold. You know, I'm going to give him a shout-out. Actually, I'm going to give a lot of drivers a shout-out at, uh, at the race car banquet there for Brownstown Speedway that uh, – yeah. A lot of them showed us love, you know. Derek wore a hat up on stage for us and uh, gave us a shout out. Best looking hat of the night, uh, outside of the two we had on, because <laughs> you know we both had throttled up hats on too. But a lot of drivers uh, really appreciated our show, so I want to give them, you know, a shout out back. Yeah, and uh, you know, it was a fun night at the banquet. We haven't we haven't talked a whole lot about it because, um, but fun night at the banquet. Uh, enjoyed getting to see everybody and kind of getting a chance to. Uh, uh you know catch up and and talk to all everybody that was there and um had some had some interesting conversations oh yeah yeah um did some <laughs> some more interesting than others some interrupted the award part of it so you know it was, i mean i'm pretty sure there's probably no alcohol involved either um it, none at all yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. the uh <laughs> <laughs> this let's just say this individual was feeling no pain uh, i mean you get a bunch of good good old boys together and i mean there's gonna be some good good stories and good excitement going on i think we did uh i think we did seven different takes to just catch up on what they were doing in the winter and uh and i'll be honest i don't know that i can use any of them on the show <laughs> so uh, but, uh also curtis kaiser and, and darla kaiser there with Chatter hall great meal actually Heyman got up on his speech and said that the meal he ate at the national points dinner was horrible compared to what peter hall had offered for our uh, our banquet so well cowboy does it better than anybody almost anything oh, yeah. he does it's i mean top of the line that's a, that's a fact and uh yeah and i thought you know i i really thought that everybody that got up the drivers um did a really nice job of thanking people again not just us but their sponsors and everybody else that's involved in helping put on the show and and you know i'm gonna say it again i'm not trying to come after some drivers but i know you said this before and and some of the others to help this sport continue to grow as a driver any opportunity you get to promote your sponsors and the people that that help you get to the racetrack you need to take it and i know some guys don't like to talk and i get i'm 100 percent honest because i do this you know for fun and putting a mic and so do you matt but take the time even if all you're doing is writing down your sponsors names and all you do is read them off in a list at least get those names out there don't you know it, it just to me it's so tough when people just walk up and grab their their check and their trophy and, and go back to their seat and that's not knocking any drivers i get it's uncomfortable but you know and, and i want to say you know a huge kudos to aubrey egan because i know how yes. hard oh, yes. that is for her 
Um, and she took the time to thank the people that helps her get there. But I don't think sometimes drivers realize just how important that is to the sponsors that are helping them. Well, you know, Brayton Laster, teenager, you know, rookie there in the, in the super late models, you could tell when he started talking, he was scared to death, but he stood there and, and talked and, and thanked the people that, that helped him race last year. So, you know, it is important, you know, that that's really not your night there. That's your night to thank everyone for putting you in that position is, is how I look at that. I wish I had the ESPN Sports Center drop here. I no 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 no. Derek Clegg says yes, sir. He will be in a super stock. Hopefully, he's getting started on it next week. It will be tough to make the first couple races, but he will be back in turn two um, as soon as it is ready. So, breaking news. And the turn two that is the turn two family of uh, Derek Clegg, Jeremy Owens, Jason Heyman. Which Jason won't be. I'm sure he'll be there, just not with the car. And uh, the Carr brothers. And and Marty O'Neill just on the outside. Marty O'Neill's like the old mature like wisdom down there that kind of holds the turn two family together. And I don't know that, that many people would say that about Marty, that he's the old mature wisdom. And I don't know if I want to see him after saying he's old and mature. But you did say it, you know, he, <laughs> but he's the one that said you was dropped on your head for liking sprint cars. So, you know, there is some wisdom out of Marty there. <laughs> well... <laughs> here's that that's one thing here's the amazing thing you know and i've seen a lot of those videos growing up at the circus with all the clowns getting out of the clown car and that's impressive but when they got marty o'neill down inside of a sprint car that is more impressive than however many clowns you can stuff inside i mean that i didn't think that was possible I would say the cockpit, which I was there and watched him. The cockpit of that sprint car was very, very full. <laughs> I just, so it's obvious that those cars aren't built for men. <laughs> and I'm, just, I'm just kidding. Don't throw the hate mail out there. Steve Kinzer is a huge man. He's a 1979 state wrestling champion. So I, that's just a joke there to Dustin. So. <laughs> I was it was great but and, and I, I i just I, yeah dustin couldn't get in one i i do love though that uh that even when marty was gonna gonna get in and run it marty said if i can fit in it i'll drive it and they they tested the seat first then they got him down and in and and uh you know i i i do love that he he did jump in it for the fun fest and and uh and hang out i'm trying to see here did you guys get a chance to see um the abreu hat from the uh oh the mullet hat yeah oh yes oh yeah tony stewart uh pushing those man yeah briscoe had one on at one point i think they've taken them down off the site now i was hoping we all had some i was i I got on to order one at least you'd have hair then Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. ouch ouch Yep. That's why he has a beard, so he has something to come. <laughs> you got anything to say on that one, Mason, about my hair, too? Well, <laughs> All right. Um, anyway, Dustin. Let's talk more about that 1986 that you wanted to talk about. 1986? What were we talking about 1986? I don't know. Earlier, you were talking about something that happened in 86. Oh, you was born? No, 85. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you was born. Old. <clears throat> all right so let i know we don't talk a lot about this but let's throw it out there um and just see 
we are um, what now? A week and a half away from Daytona. Mm-hmm. Yes, is that correct? Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, let's just let's have a little bit of fun here. What is the uh, what's everybody's pick? And I'll I'll go last because I don't want anybody to say I stole theirs. What's their pick for the winner of the Daytona 500? I'll take Clint Boyer. Good pick. That's a very good pick. Just need to be nervous because you know that's a new Ford body. Yeah. Well, Chevy's got a new body too this year. I'm going with my favorite. I'm going with Rowdy Bush. Uh, that's a very uh, – I was going to say, that would have probably We talked talk about Dale Earnhardt and rubbing guys the wrong way. I mean, he's one who definitely took his role of loving the booze, I mean, like Bloomquist, and, but I just think there's nobody out there better than him. And there's nobody that drives a loose race car. I mean, Larson is really close, close. but Larson, sometimes when I see him do it, it's like a, oh, like it was a mistake and he can save it. Bush just drives it like that. He's loose yeah. all the time. I'll take Kyle Larson. Okay. I don't really know. I'm going. I, I'm going Martin Truex Jr. I think the move to Gibbs. I think he's in the Toyota. Um, I think I'm on Martin Truex Jr. And I almost went way out on a limb, but the Ford body bothers me. I almost wick, wick, bleh, went Ricky Stenhouse Jr. The dude can uh, can uh, he he's plate that. race, and he's one that that it, the Daytona 500. It doesn't matter how many times you pick it; you can run it ten times in a row, and somebody different yeah, will win. win. Yep. Well, I almost said Jamie McMurray since he's just coming back for that race, so he he's going to put all of it in there. You know, that's he's racing that one and done. So that'd be a great way to go out, though. Oh yes, for, for, for oh, a yeah. guy who's won some big. I mean, yeah, some I mean, big races. Oh, yeah. so you're talking about the Brickyard, the Daytona. I mean, yeah. It'll be a heck of a way to go out. And when you, you know, that's another one in, in that series that it's kind of like, you know, in other sports, the guy that's the backup or whatever. People look at McMurray and act like he was awful in his career. McMurray had a really, really solid NASCAR career. It is not garbage, you know, the whole way through. I was in Charlotte when he won his first race. Really? Yep. Well, I remember of it. <laughs> you know, I'm 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 getting nervous about rooting for NASCAR drivers because every time I get one, they re, you know Gordon retired. Oh my gosh! Then I jumped on AJ Allmendinger. I actually was going to start supporting him, and he's gone. So you know, it's I kind of get nervous on who to root for now. I agree because I was I mean I was a Stewart fan all the way growing up, and then I probably you know I was really probably looking after Stewart got out at. You know, the idea of probably supporting Carl Edwards, and then Edwards surprised me and took off. And I, I probably, if you told me who is my, who am I a fan of right now, it'd be Larson. But I even, even that, it's not like I was when I was a fan of Stewart. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I cheer for him, but I'm not a diehard. That's me too. I'm, I'd probably be a Larson fan now too, but it, it's not like, you know, I, I watch, me and Jeff Gordon are the same age. So, you know, when I was a teenager, He's that old. He looks a lot better. Yeah. yeah. He's actually a month and a day younger than me. So, Well, that's probably what makes it He's up. got the same yeah. birthday as Aubrey Egan, actually, August 4th. So, That next month's going to be rough for him if he's... <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm not too far off. I mean, I was a huge Davey Allison fan. Yeah. I, mean, oh, I, remember, yeah. I, I mean, I remember being... I remember finding out about him getting killed in that car wreck, or uh-huh. at the, sorry, the helicopter crash. I was at the baseball park. And, I mean, I just bawled and bawled. And my mom actually had to take me home. I mean, that's how much I love that guy. And then I became a Jeff Gordon fan. And then when he phased out, I, I mean, 
I just I was a Kyle Busch fan coming through, and just the fact that he drove everything was what made. I mean, I'm a competitor, and just watching him drive everything, mm-hmm. um, no matter if it was truck, Bush, or um, the NASCAR. What would have NASCAR been if Davey hadn't have died, Alan Kowicki, huh. um, you know, Dale Senior would have would have you know rode that out, and then. A lot of people forget about Robbie Moroso was was up and coming, and mm-hmm. you know he was going to be a somebody, and you know he got killed in a car crash, you know outside of a racetrack car crash. And then uh, who else? Uh, Tim Richmond. Tim Richmond. Tim Richmond. Tim yeah. Richmond. I mean, those. I mean, oh, he uh, was. Yeah, t- you know, Tim's got thirteen wins before he got sick and died. So that's. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a. You were talking about a good question. That's oh, a yes. really good question. What it would be like? I mean, oh, yeah. I would love to have seen NASCAR with all those guys. You know, Neil Bonnet got taken early, yeah. you know, and he was still, mm-hmm. you know, a competitor. To move it on to uh, something a little bit different, um, and this is kind of outside the realm of what we usually talk about, but we don't have a whole lot of racing action right now to get into. But um, I know I sent you the preview. Have you guys seen the preview of the Trading Paint movie with um, Shania Twain yeah. and John Travolta? John Travolta, um, Dirt Track. So I, I will at least ask you, Matt, because you never responded to my text, which I – I kind of thought that was rude, but um, uh, uh, what are your thoughts? Are we positive about it? Do we feel good about it? Is it going to be a disaster? I'm kind of mixed. Emo- That's why I didn't respond. I'm kind of mixed on it because, because it's so hard to type out M-I-X-E-D. I... <laughs> not going to respond again. He's going to move on. Oh, my. <laughs> Hollywood seems to screw up racing movies, and I'm nervous that you know dirt race fans are such a small community that i think hollywood is going to get it all wrong and uh you know because even days of thunder everybody loves days of thunder but it's it's not real it's you not know, realistic it, whatsoever yes and mm-hmm. i'm really afraid that's what they did to this now what about ricky bobby talladega nights that's that probably seems- closer than days of thunder <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, no, I'm, you know, oh yeah i agree 100 now you yep. guys are i'm sure all too young to remember the kenny rogers six-pack movie that was a true dirt track movie to me outside of the fantasy part of all the kids worked on the race car and they, they knew more than Kenny Rogers did. But I remember going to the movies when I was young watching that movie and there's more realistic in that than any of the Ricky Bobbies or the Days of Thunder or, or any of that. You know, and the the thing I I I, I would say I'm I'm kinda in the middle on it too because I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing. It has. It was supposed to come out like last year, like two or three times, and it's been delayed. And I don't know if it was delayed to improve it or if it was realistic and they went back and said, no, we got to Hollywood it up. Um, the only positive that I see about it over, you know, Talladega Nights or, um, you know, Days of Thunder is if it gets even one person that walks in that even sees it, that it's unrealistic but gives them that interest enough to show up at Brownstown Speedway on Saturday night and watch it, it's a huge success in my book. Because I agree with you. The dirt track world is is a tight-knit community, and I think we have to be careful the same way, you know, bashing tracks and promoters and racers of even if it's not perfectly realistic, going out and trashing it because, again, this may be an avenue to – get some of that next generation in and get some of these um you know non-race fans in but i mean first and foremost shania twain's in i mean that was the first thing my wife said oh shania's in it i mean that's going to draw some women into that movie Mm -hmm. just for the simple fact of travolta and shania twain 
I was I mean I wasn't bashing it. Don't you know don't I wasn't going that angle. But I'm also afraid of the guys that'll watch the movie and then go watch Brownstown on a Saturday night and think this ain't nothing like the movie and then they leave with a negative aspect of real life. I agree with that. I agree with that. And I mean we gotta see what the announcer sounds like in the movie and see if you can you can match them. Well, you know, my hero was James Essex and, and to me there's no better announcer there's than not. him. So, you know, I, I try to model myself after him, so I'm not really worried about the announcer in the movie. You don't think he you don't think he could be good? I'm sure he'll be good. He's Hollywood. <laughs> You're Hollywood, aren't you? No. <laughs> no. Holly- I'm, I'm just a cat that loves dirt racing and likes to scream in the microphone the whole time. Hollywood, Kentucky, so baby. Hollywood, Kentucky. If I can, if I can compliment on that, I've seen a lot of... Oh, no, we got to move on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we've hit our time limit. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> no, go ahead. I've seen a lot of announcers in the dirt tracks of I've been to, and I can say he is one of the better ones out there because he gives it from a fan's perspective not a announcer's perspective but a fan's perspective his 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 passion shows yeah. through i mean his yeah. love i mean just like he mentioned james essex i mean i grew up mm-hmm. james essex was a promoter at brownstown when i was growing up but just to listen to him call races i mean just their passion and their knowledge i mean th- that's what sells yeah i mean and i'm I, sure there's guys who come to the racetrack i mean to watch racing but also to listen to you thank you Tim anybody else feel nauseous <laughs> no i pick on matt matt and i's got a good back and forth but he knows the way i feel about him and i would agree 100 percent um you know and 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 i've joked on here before it, the best part about matt calling the race is he's a fan calling the race he's yep. not a guy that's that's taking it from a technical angle and we've talked about sometimes when these traveling series come into brownstown another guy takes over and the worst thing that i think is is that Matt knows the national guys, but he knows our local guys, too. When these traveling series come in, a lot of them don't know who our local guys are, and our local guys get kind of the yeah. short end of the stick, and they are as good and can compete with those other guys. And when Matt's on the mic, that never happens. So I, I will, or I'll, I'll give uh, Matt a lot of credit for what he does. And, and like I've said, guys, if you're interested, go to Eldora with him because you get a personal announcer while there he calls every race you sit with him um and he's right there and you get facts you get driver statistics you get everything um i carry wherever i go i've got an announcer with me no matter what and that's you know that that's what when i was a kid you know a lot of guys sit out man i want to be that guy in that car i want to be that guy i want to be james essex you know i have wanted to do that since you know i was a pup and you know my grandpa took me and my brother to brownstown and uh I'm getting to live out a childhood dream. So, And I will tell you from experience, it's not easy. I mean, you may not know this. I had the chance when Mark Norman was running the track. I had the opportunity to call a few races. And it, I mean, I was, of course, like a high schooler then. I mean, nervous as all get out. But it's it's not as easy as what you think. There, There is so much going on. And you have to keep, you have to keep up with everything. And remember to keep talking. You know, that, that and you are, it's, it's very, very hard. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can get caught up. I mean, just for your, I mean, the love of the race, the racers and, and just the the sport in general. And you can get caught up and just sit there and next thing you know, I mean, yeah. it's, it's difficult. Yeah. Well, and I'm going to go one, one other step with that because um, I agree 100%. And what, you know, Jamie and Julie do in the tower too. And last year, Jamie had me come in and do some, some hand scoring while you're there. And to go from the fan that just watches the race to trying to score, that's like the most, you know, 
difficult thing to do because I'm just wanting to watch the race and trying to catch myself. Oh yeah, I got to write these down. I got to write these. So what they do every week too is just it's amazing what it what has to happen. There's a whole lot more work in that tower than people really think there is up there. Oh, absolutely. You know, outside of me, um, when I'm in there because it's above 90 degrees outside and I'm sweating. It, the, everybody else is working very, very hard. Um, uh, but I, I wouldn't trade it though, you know. There's one other guy that I can't say is working real hard. He's usually eating ice cream. Um, yeah, hot dogs and barbecue sauce, or chicken chicken fingers and barbecue sauce. So. Jim. Um, <laughs> so moving on. No, but guys, we're at an hour already in, and um, you know the the main thing I want to say is first of all, thank you guys for coming out. It was Appreciate fun. It. it was something totally different than what we've done in a long time. It's just you know kind of kind of talk racing, and I really enjoyed when we made fun of Matt. And if we could do that more often, um, yeah, I'll be here. Open practice, what, March 2nd and 8th? Am I, right? Am I correct on that? Can you look at that I real quick? I we'll, believe we'll you are right. Let me look. And that's that's any car, any dirt car? 2nd and 9th. 2nd and 9th. 2nd and 9th, um, open practice. Again, Saturday, March 16th, the 22nd annual Indiana Icebreaker. Um, Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series, $12,000 to win, um, plus your modifieds and pure stocks. And then again, the next week, the racing season really gets started with the uh, Friday, March 22nd, the All-In 25, uh, 410 non-wing sprints, plus your super late models and modified, and then the 11th annual No Way Out 40 on March 23rd, presented by Wee Miller Express, $7,500 to win, plus pro late models, modifieds, and super stocks. And then I believe the week after, the 30th, is when Brownstown Speedway the track point, points will start. The points start. But yeah. look at the night of... Uh, of the all in and the no way out, you know the all in. You got super late models with the, the modifieds and the non wings. Yes, and then Saturday night you have your Indiana Pro Late Model guys. You know which that that series right there is really starting to build some stars in itself. We didn't even get a chance to really talk about them. Much. Yeah, yeah, you're exactly <laughs> yeah. right. You know there there's some up and coming stars in that series, which I'm going to throw. You know Tyler Kane and Tyler Neal out there, which you know I made that prediction last year that I think Tyler Neal will be the next guy to. Uh, to move up into into something else and you know i use the excuse that he doesn't have a family yet that you know with kids that gonna hold him down where he can he could start moving and traveling so and again you know i think the exciting thing about that series uh when we talk about the Indiana pro late models is it's i we're really waiting for that guy that can kind of rise to the top and knock marty off consistently and and you know marty and the hartwell clan has been very very good started at the beginning of last year they had seen some some struggles and you know tyler deal and tyler kane were really pushing them and challenging them and um, raymond humphrey too you, you can't reel him out absolutely and then came back so i think it'll be really interesting this year to see how everybody comes back and um what has maybe changed over the off season and and where they're at because you know marty o'neill is marty o'neill and he's one of the best there is when you put him behind the behind it and um you know it's it'll definitely be exciting uh, and also i think jeremy uh, jeremy hines is going to have a whole lot more uh indiana pro late model time this year he i think he's kind of focusing that direction if you i'm i'm not for sure i mean i guess i can see him all the time but we don't get to talk because i have a son in basketball his son plays basketball for us but uh last i'd heard he actually even talked about maybe a super late model the guy he drove for down in kentucky the modified um they were talking about getting a super late models but i don't know well that, that mean, could be because i, I know Vic, that. victor lee used to drive that modified that he drives and victor drove both so yeah. that that could be so 
I'll uh, I'll try to get an update on that Thursday night and let you guys know for sure. There we go. We'll have another breaking, more breaking news. Breaking news. So again, uh, you know, shout out to everybody. Get out to the racetrack. Like I said, if if you are, if you're one of these people that maybe has caught our show or listened to our show a little bit, or you you know you just think I don't know if I'd like this dirt track thing. I'm telling you, March 16th or March 22nd, the 23rd, come out one of those nights. And again. Every night at Brownstown Speedway is really, really good. But you are going to see, you know, two weekends of some pretty hellacious racing right yes, off the bat yes. to start. Um, and if, you, if you're if you still on the fence and you want to see what Brownstown has, go back and find a replay of the Jackson 100 last year. And even if you're too bored to watch the whole thing, watch the last 10 laps and tell me that's not fun to watch. I believe that was voted one of the top three races of the year on Dirt on Dirt. Am I, am I correct on that? You are correct on that, yes. That's probably one of the best races I've ever seen in my life. Especially, <laughs> oh my God. I, especially I, a day race. And I've been I've been around since 1985, and I've seen Brian Burkhofer pass oh, Bloomquist yeah. on the last lap, and I've seen Donnie Moran win a million dollars and hit the wall like four times. Yeah. Um, but that race was absolutely just awesome and i'm just glad my son and i got a chance to to watch it personally and it was a day race and it was that, a day race yeah that's what's unreal yeah. and so don't miss that i mean that's the things that you don't want to miss out on and like i said um you know when we joke on here a lot about you know the late models and the, and the sprints and i can tell you right now i'll be at both shows yeah um, me too because both of these shows you will not want to miss so i'll be at both of them too <laughs> hey i gotta ask when are we going back to every week make the call i guess march does that sound good to you yeah we can come in and talk about the practices and then we go right into race season let's start let's start the last week of february and then we'll start rolling them all through march we'll go uh we'll go full-time every week and uh, but be on the lookout we are going to do some more of our shops throttled up shops episodes if these darn drivers would get their cars together and have them all wrapped and look pretty we would be there but um all of them want to pick things up and and you know make it look good so no but uh again any driver wants us to come out shout out to us on that we've got some new things planned for this uh this upcoming race season some added uh content that we're going to try and get out there um and uh you know continue to bring you more information and news from brownstown speedway and everything dirt and also uh i seen a sneak preview a couple of weeks ago uh Dustin's working on some new apparel. Also, yeah, so yeah, it's, yeah. It's not. I don't awesome. think we're to the ready point yet, but uh, it's uh, it's pretty awesome looking what he's got going on there. So be watching for that also. Yeah, actually, uh, that that is good. Uh, be on the lookout because probably end of February, um, we're actually going to launch an entire new um, apparel store, um, and it's going to be a much better deal for us. Um, it's going to be a better deal for the fans and what the cost is going to be. Um, you can customize your items uh we don't have to carry the inventory in here they'll actually one-off pieces and you can pick your color of your shirt you know all these kind of things that you want to do so be on the lookout but we do have some cool new designs i've been uh playing around a little bit and trying to come up with some new stuff so be on the lookout for that all right we will see everybody uh here in a, a week or so and uh everybody at the track on march 16th